0: The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And it do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> I'm Stephen Dethridge and this is my tenth year at West Hills Friends. Kayleen and I have made personal retreats at Catholic monasteries for the past 10 years as well. And this message arose for me at um, a little, uh, the Trappist Abbey by Newburgh in November. Today's scripture comes from the first book of the Old Testament and from the first book of the New Testament. Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the earth, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, And God saw the light, saw that it was good, and God divided the light from darkness. Matthew chapter 27. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, my God, my God. Why have you turned your back on me? Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up his spirit. And behold, the veil and the temple that separated the people from God was torn in two. The earth quaked and cracks formed all over the land. Finally, this from Leonard Cohen. The birds they sang at the break of day, start again, I heard them say, don't dwell on what has passed away or what is yet to be. Ring the bells that still can sing, forget your perfect offering, there's a crack in everything, that's how the light gets in. Crucifixion was not invented by the Romans, but they used it to great effect. Criminals and enemies of the state were two classes of people who were subjected to this painful, humiliating, slow, and disgraceful death. Steal a horse or escape from your master, crucified. Worse yet was opposing the Roman state, Enemies of Rome had to be shown the power of the state, and their deaths were used as a spectacle to warn others about what could happen to them. If you resisted the Roman military, you were crucified. If you attacked Roman troops, you were crucified. If you plotted to overthrow the local Roman government, crucified. Crucifixion was cruel and effective. You think you can oppose Rome? We will take you to a public place, nail you to a cross, and set you up as a spectacle for others to see and mock. By doing this, we will not only slowly torture you to death, often it took days for a person to die of exposure, dehydration, or asphyxiation, for your death will serve as a warning to others not to mess with Rome. The message of the Roman cross was this. We can do this to you, and if you oppose our power, you will suffer a horrifying death. On the seventh day of the fifth month of the Roman calendar, in what would later be known as the year 10 AD, Caesar Augustus was walking down the Via Musicom with his chief of staff, Gluteus Maximus, who Caesar affectionately called Max. As they passed by an alleyway, they noticed a strange portal that hadn't been there before. Further investigation revealed that the portal displaced the time and space continuum. Caesar intuitively knew this, of course. Caesar told Max, Max, let us step through this portal and see where it takes us. Max said, okay boss. So into the portal they stepped and found themselves in Portland, Oregon in the year 2017 AD on the seventh day of the fifth month of what was still the Roman calendar. The people in this strange land spoke a language that was unlike any that Caesar and Max had heard before, and they were astonished by the tall buildings and loud machines that filled their senses. Most astonishing, however, was a sight that greeted them on the park blocks. Affixed to a stately building was a cross on which a painted sculpture of a man had been nailed. Max, said Caesar. We must investigate this strange artwork, for it appears that these people have found even better ways of warning enemies of the state. In addition to crucifixions that undoubtedly are carried out elsewhere, pure the smell, they also scatter crucifixion artwork throughout the city to warn their citizens. This is brilliant, Max said. Yes, boss. So Caesar and Max entered the building, where they encountered more crucifixion artwork, as well as simple crosses hung on the wall. They also met the the caretaker, Charlie, who had learned Latin as a high school student at Mount Angel. Servus salve, said Caesar. Clux mihi de hoc arte. Locertius perfectius, said Charlie. Utique faci ai, said Caesar. Sublates sum Rome in palacio, qui atenos Max. Et bulla, said Max. To help my listeners, I will use the universal translator. Greetings, servant, said Caesar. Tell me about this crucifixion art. You speak Latin perfectly, said Charlie. Of course I do, said Caesar. I was raised in the royal palace in Rome. Isn't that right, Max? Yes, boss, said Max. Well, said Charlie, If you're interested in buying a crucifix or a cross, I can take you to the gift shop in the basement. They went to the gift shop, which had a generous selection of crosses on necklace chains, earring crosses, little cross nose studs, onesies with cross patterns on them, (laughs) crucifixes for walls, desks, and dashboards, and for the man who has everything, silk cross emblazoned ties. Holy Jupiter, said Caesar. These people are truly depraved. (laughs) Yes, boss, said Max. Caesar then asked, why are your people forced to wear a symbol of Rome's power, which warns that if you oppose Rome, you will suffer a horrifying death? Charlie replied, for believers in the risen Christ, the cross and Christ's crucifixion upon it was the crack through which God's forgiveness and light entered all the world. The cross gave way to everlasting life and direct communion with God. Because of the cross, all people have access to God's presence. Caesar and Max looked skeptical. Charlie continued, the message of the Christian cross is this, God's awesome love transformed what was a symbol of disgraceful death into a symbol of amazing grace. Charlie then added a bit of wisdom from 13th century Sufi poet, Jalaluddin Rumi. To God, everything is soaked in glory. To us, things look inert. To him, the hill is in motion like a river. He hears a subtle conversation between a dirt clod and a brick. We don't. There's no difference in awareness more extreme than between his and ours. We see all graves the same, whereas he sees one a garden and one an ugly pit. I close with this query. Leonard Cohen said, there is a crack in everything, that's how the light gets in. Life is filled with challenges and adversity. If looked at from one point of view, These can be the source of fear and suffering. But if looked at from another point of view, you may see that they give you new opportunities. Where in your life are the cracks that give you new opportunities and that let the light get in?